Welcome back to another episode of the Anxious Creative Podcast. This is going to be such a good episode. I'm saying it before we've even recorded it, so no pressure. Um, If you've ever made big changes in your life or business, you're definitely going to want to listen into this episode or watch on YouTube. I overthink, I overshare, and I overanalyze. So come explore with me as I chat about business, life, and relationships all through the lens of an anxious creative. All right, Lauren, I have Lauren Barton here. Hey. Yeah. So so if guys, yeah, if you guys didn't know, if you are used to listening to the Anxious Creative Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, you can now watch it on YouTube and see our lovely faces. Yay. Yeah, we're doing Lucky a little logo. Um, so Lauren Barton, tell everyone a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what's your zodiac sign, and what <laughs> are you? Perfect. Um, I am 26. I am from Northern Virginia, and I am an Aquarius, and I am an Enneagram 7, so I'm the most fun. The most fun. I love it, but kind of like aloof because you're an Aquarius. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And something's out your window. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm here now. Hi. (laughs) And highly distractible. Yeah, very much. So. Um, so this is going to be an interesting episode. We'll be like, huh, uh, what? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what? Wait, what, where am I? What day of the week is this? We're also in the middle of a global pandemic, which is so interesting. So you're a fellow hairstylist in the, in the beauty industry. How are you doing? As much as people don't really want to hear about the pandemic, let's just do a quick little blurb to acknowledge the time that we're in. Uh, you're on week what of no work? Three. Four. I don't know. Three or four. Yeah. And what does the roller coaster look like for you emotionally and mentally? Um, well, yeah, last night I thought, why did I ever think I'd be able to go through my whole life not dealing with something so terrible? (laughs) 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 Yeah, exactly. And then today I thought I'll always be able to cut hair. So I'll always have a job and this will be fine. So it's like highs and lows and highs and lows, but nobody knows what to do because nobody's ever lived this. So there's nobody to go to. Oh, Walter, Walter is making an appearance on the podcast. Um, it's always fun when he does this. Yeah. Yeah. I thought like our industry was foolproof. Like mm, everyone needs their hair done, which is true. They do need their hair done. (laughs) However, they don't need my germs and I don't need theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So the reason why I brought you on the podcast is because you've made, so you've, you've been a student of mine, um, since last January. So over like a year and a half now ish. Um, and you've made some really big leaps and bounds in your business that I think has also prepared you for such a time as this. Oh my God. A hundred percent. Um, so I know people like I talk to stylists and creative entrepreneurs all day, every day. And they're always like, I know I need to raise my prices or I want to change this thing about my business, but they're scared and they're paralyzed in the fear. And so let everyone know a little bit about some of the changes you've made. We'll go into the emotion and the jump, the taking the giant leap later. Um, but just walk everyone through like what your life and business looked like before. And then the changes you made, what it looked like after. Okay. Yeah. So the facts. So the facts, the cold yeah. hard facts of <laughs> what they were. So, um, I was working nonstop, um, about, I would say like 50 hours a week, plus like trying to do my own social media and stuff like that. Plus trying to, 
you know, own the business. I had an assistant at the time. I started out with a really awesome assistant who I loved. And then I had to transition and that's when things got like extra hairy. Um, and so. (laughs) 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 So yeah, I was working 50 hours a week and then also owning the business. I was doing all that side of it as well. And I had somebody working for me and then I had to find more people to work for me. So whenever that was going to happen, um, downtime was like none. I was also educating for a brand at the time. Um, yeah, yeah. And, um, what else was I doing? I was doing all of the things. I was double booked at the time. I hadn't raised my prices since I had moved from, um, working in a commission salon. I kept them all the same moving over. Um, and so there was really no change of anything. It was just kind of do what you know, survival mode. And so what we're getting some feedback, sorry. Um, what inspired the changes you wanting to make change in your business? I think that I just got tired of hearing myself say the same thing over and over in my head. Like I I was tired of complaining about the same things, Mm, you know, what was your complaints? Like, um, I'm working too much. I have no social life. My body really hurts. Why does that person keep texting me about this over and over again? Why don't people understand me? Why don't I like any of my clients? This girl's so annoying. Um, what else? I'm so tired. I'm, um, I could just go on. I'm not making enough money. Am I making enough money? How much am I making? When am I going to go on vacation? Like the same complaints over and over and over, if that makes sense. Yeah. Kind of living for the weekend feeling. Yeah. A little bit of that. And just sort of like, when is my life not going to look like this? You know? So then tell everyone, what are the changes you made? We'll kind of backtrack a little bit as to why and how you did it, but what did, what did you do? Do you remember what month it was? Um, March, it was March. So I think it's been about a year, like since we first chit chatted and I actually still have a list, um, like, like hidden away of the things I wanted to talk to you about when we first talked and when I got done with Rock Your Business of like, all right, this is what we're going to start doing. Um, but it's funny because I've moved on so much from all of that, that it's hard for me sometimes to even think like how crazy it all was. Um, so the first thing that I did was I got rid of having an assistant, um, because I did not want to do that anymore. I stopped double booking. I raised my prices. Um, what else? Online booking only, uh, cancellation fee. Um, what else? What were you going to say? Oh, did you work less hours? Oh yeah. I cut back my hours. So I had three days off a week and then I worked on five, no three and then four. So three days off, four days on. Yeah. So with those changes, what did, did you lose money? Did you lose clients? Um, I didn't really lose money, but I lost like a lot of clients. Yeah. A lot of clients. It was show which you know is going to happen. Yeah. All right. We just did a quick little pause because we have some technical difficulty and I just want to acknowledge it so that it's not weird. (laughs) Um, Okay. So you raised your prices, you got rid of your assistant, you cut back your hours. And the biggest thing that shifted was you didn't have a decrease in money that you were taking home, but you had an increase of loss of clients. So now that we've gotten the facts, right? Like you went from working a ton, double booking, working with an assistant and continually asking yourself like, 
why is my client disrespecting me? Why do they keep texting me? Why am I working so much? My body hurts. When's my next vacation? Am I making enough money? I don't know. To all of a sudden, like doubling your prices, didn't you? Yeah. 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 To... Uh, And the biggest change was because you did it with awareness, which I think that's like a huge key is that you, when you saw people canceling, even though you knew you weren't making less money, there was still a lot of emotion attached to that. So I think that's something that people are really scared of is like, they're scared of the fallout. They know that increasing their prices or making changes in their business may result in a loss of clients, but they finger like cross their fingers and be like, well, maybe like, I hope they all stay. And even though logically they know they won't, when it starts to happen, it still freaks them out. And at that point you and I were working one-on-one. And so for anyone who's listening, like you went through rock your business. um, And then I made an offer for one-on-one mentoring and you were in the middle of, we were doing like a five week intensive, weren't we? And I remember, but I want to see if how, what your recollection is of that time when you took the leap, you dove in, you did it, even though you had no idea what it was going to look like. And walk me through when you started seeing bookings canceling. In your <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. Like I, well, cause I, I took the leap because that's just who I am. I'm like, all right, let's going to do, we're going to do it. It's going to be fine. And so I did it and I started having the conversations and then, yeah, I remember hitting you up and being like, should I have done this? Was this the right thing to do? Do you think that I'm actually worth this? Do you think that I should really charge this? Do you think that like, it'll really be okay? You know, because then you start realizing that they're all going away. And you think that, you know, you start to be like, Oh, I'm I'm not worth all that. Like that was dumb of me to actually think that I could make that amount of money and that I would still have people wanting to see me. You know, that was wild. Yeah. And like all the bookings canceling, which was a lot yeah. or people who said they were going to stay and then they canceled like online. Yeah. Cause so. I had the same, I had the same conversation with every single client before they would leave. Like when they would go to book, I would let them know what was going on. I mean, it was a script that I had and let them know that my prices were raising and that they would get, you know, 30% off of their next one. I mean, this conversation happened for, I think two to three months talking mm-hmm. to every single person. And I would have people to my face be like, oh, wow, that's a lot. (laughs) And like, I would never see them again, you know? Or I would have people say, oh yeah, totally, no worries, you're worth it. And then right before their appointment, they all of a sudden had to work, you know, 24 hours before and I never saw them again. And, you know, so then you start panicking, thinking that everybody has to work and you're never going to see them again and it's all over. And everybody around town knows that you raise your prices more than everybody else in town. And who do you think you are? You know, it just becomes this, this like snowball effect of, negative things that you think when you know you pull the trigger in the beginning and there's no turning back but the fact is there is always you can always turn back yeah so (laughs) what stopped you from turning back in those moments when that fear bubbled up like how long did that fear stay in place and what helped you move through it to to stay where you're at to get to the other side of it that's a really good question of how long did that go on? Cause it felt in the moment, it felt like forever. It felt like it was never going to end, but I think that it was probably about six months of the transition. And I think that what really kept me into it were the people that would, would be new clients to me and they would book new appointments and they would pay the price and they would be happy about it. And I would get done with it. And I would be like, no, I provided a really great service. I wasn't super rushed having somebody in between them. I did the entire thing myself. So there's value in that. And just being able to execute what I said I wanted to do in the first place. Yeah. No. And then be fine with it because they know that it was quality. They're the type of client I wanted. There was the type of service I wanted to do, you know? 
Yeah. So that, I think that was the biggest encouragement that like, yeah, those people are going to leave, but I'm not double booking. I don't have room for them anyway. And just being okay with it, you know? And knowing, do you think like having the good understanding of your financial situation made a big difference? Cause I think what people do, I made, I, I did a thing a little while ago being like, we're addicted to the overbooked. And so it's not the fear of financials. It's the like fear of like, well, people aren't coming. My, I'm not as slammed. I actually have a lunch break. I have days off. Like, I don't know how to handle this actual balance, even though it's everything I craved. Did that take some adjusting? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I used to count like how many weeks I was booked and how many people I had a week, you know, back in the day, because that to me meant that I was successful, you know, was, was being so booked. And and then when it started going away, I was like, well, you only have seven people who are, you know, you're ruining your life, you know, but it wasn't true because I was still making the same amount of money and I had free time, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that whole thought of being overbooked meant that you were successful or meant that you were, um, you know, the whole addicted to the hustle of all of that. It's not real, you know? So totally. And do you think... What part, obviously I'm plugging myself here a little bit, but what part did having a coach play into all of that? Like how cool was I though? <laughs> <laughs> let's just, let's just take a second and talk about it. Like without well, me, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, it was freaking huge, man. Cause I would have overthought it to death. Mm -hmm. I would, my friends would probably hate me right now because I probably would have called them all twice a day and been like, what do you think? And they would have been like, same thing I thought yesterday, you know, um, that you should do it. So no, having a coach was huge because it was like, just like it is right now with what's going on with the pandemic is it's like every single moment and every day is different depending on how you're feeling. And, and just, you know, we're human and making changes is always hard and being in a different place is hard. And mm -hmm. so it was really good to have that, that stable person that wasn't involved with it to be like, yeah, no, like it's going to be fine, you know, or let you feel your feels through it, you know? So I think that was huge. It was huge. Yeah. I couldn't have done it without, you know, without you. Aww. And so you raised your prices last March, no, last June. Ish. I remember it was all, I remember it was all summer long. I remember by right. August wanting to die. Um, but no, yeah, I think that I pulled the trigger in June. And then I think that it was like by, by um, Christmas time and holiday season, everybody was locked in and it was good. I love that. And so now uh, like pandemic aside, yeah, like, the feelings of undeserving, the imposter feeling of like, who, who am I to be doing this have kind of subsided and you're in a routine and you've got more ideal clients than ever before. Right. And you've got yeah. more space to do the things that you love. Yeah. 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 I love that. And so do you feel like by going through, like, it's scary. And for anyone, cause I know there's so many people that are listening that are like, yeah, like I do that too. But, and like, you also bought a house in the middle of this and like yeah. started having a mortgage. So I know people are like, well, I have different bills or like, she's young or like they see yeah. and like knowing that like you had responsibilities and other things tying you down that you still took this giant risk and you made it work, which I think is so amazing. Like you, there was no option other than to get through this and make this work, even though you knew that there was the option that you could always lower your prices if worst case scenario. Yeah. Um, but I think like lots of times the fear of success is what holds people back. Like what happens if this all goes well Then mm -hmm. and then what? And then I hear from some students being like, why didn't I do this sooner? Do you wish you would have done it sooner? Or did it feel like the right time? I think it was the right time. I think that it was the right time because um, 
Yeah, I bought my house in March. And then I did all this in June. And I think it was the right time. Why was it the right time? I think because I was tired of it. I was I was tired of it enough to want to not go back to doing mm-hmm. it like that. Like it wasn't an option anymore, you know? Had you felt caught in a trap of like what you thought your career was supposed to look like based on the rest of the industry? Like the hustle, the working, the like the memes about being so tired. Like we joke about it, but there's like some sort of like badge of honor with it almost, do you feel? Yeah, yeah, that was huge to get out of that because I was, I think that my career started in that mentality. So reversing that was like super, super hard. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that was really hard to do. And so now if someone was to tell you, Lauren, you're too expensive, how would you respond to them? Well, that sucks for you. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know. I mean, I'm not because I've done everything that I need to do. I have the education behind it. I have the integrity behind what I'm doing. Um, you know, but money was huge. I didn't realize how much I thought I didn't deserve to make money until we went through all this. Like, I actually was like, no, I don't, what are you talking about? I can't charge that. But it was like, why you, it's not that you're bad at doing hair. It's not that you have a crappy personality. It's not that your salon is garbage. It's, this is only you yourself thinking that you don't deserve to make money. Yeah. I didn't even realize this was happening. So yeah, now that I'm on the other side, it's so cool to have that confidence of like, no, like this is what we're going to charge because this is what it's supposed to be. And you know, all that other stuff, you know? Yeah. I can just see the shift in confidence in you so much. Do you feel it? Yeah, I do. Like, I don't even question it really anymore. You know, like I don't question, Oh, should I do that? You know? Yeah. Okay. I just had another memory. Like let's go, let's rewind a little bit. And I think this is like the best problem that you've probably ever had since I've known you is we were hopping on a call and you're like, Don, I don't know what to do. I don't have any goals right now. Things are good. (laughs) I hate that problem. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so how did that, like, I think that's like a major thing for people is like a lot of people thrive in chaos and they thrive in challenge as well. And so when you had, um, and then oftentimes people like us who like, we like challenge and we thrive in it. And when we achieve something, we don't always allow ourselves time to like just revel in it, enjoy it. And so you made these big changes. You went through like six months of transition, which can feel like a long time. And then you got to a place where like, it was good. People were like, not questioning your prices. You were getting new clients. You're becoming like the it person in your area. Um, and it was just like a calmness and let's talk about the discomfort of achieving the things that you want. Yeah. I mean, that was really uncomfortable because I mean, since probably since I was 18 years old, I mean, I'm 26, so it's not like it's been forever, but since I was 18, I was always trying to get to this spot, you know, the spot where I wasn't worried about money and that I could make really good money and that I had clients, you know, when you're in beauty school, all you want to do is do hair on some cool people all the time. And I was there and, and there were people that I liked and, you know, I could pay all my bills and, you know, I was healthy and like all these things. Right. And so then when I got there, I was like, what's next? And you, you're right. You see on social media, people being platform artists and having all the followers and looking like a certain way and, and just keep going and going and going. And I had to be real about the fact that I was like kind of done right now. Like I did a lot 
and I was there and it was really hard to just sit and, um, and enjoy it. You know, it was months of just being like, we'd, we'd go to chit chat and you'd be like, so what's, what's going on? What can I help you with? And I'm like being happy and content, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's like a problem right now, you know, yeah. it's just sitting in it, but it, it's also a lesson that like, sometimes you only, sometimes, you know, you get to your goal and like, why are you not enjoying it? You know? Yeah. It's yeah. hard. It's hard. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who's listening in right now and is like, Oh my goodness. Like I wish I could do that too. But they've all, they're already like in the mindset of like, Oh, that's amazing. That's so inspiring. I wish. And they're already convinced themselves that they can't. What would you say to them? Half the podcast that I listen to, I am listening to the people and I'm like, good for you, dude. Like <laughs> congrats. I mean, I'm glad you're so inspirational, but it's not me. Um, so I totally would relate to that thought. Um, but I mean, I'm not a big deal, man. I live in a really small town in, you know, Virgin Virginia, which, you know, means like nothing. I mean, I there's really, there's nothing special going on here. Do you know what I mean? I don't have parents with money. Like I don't have these ridiculous skills. I'm just your average chica. And you know, you all can, everybody can do this. You know, it's just how bad do you really want to do it, man? Do you want a different life? Do you want to live in discomfort for like six to eight months? Do you want to be okay with boundaries and with people saying, you know, no thanks on you, you know, and not taking it personally? Because I think that those things were the hardest, you know, and, and being okay with if this doesn't work out, the worst case scenario is, is that I go back to what it used to be in, in a different way. And, and there, what there's a will, there's a way, you know? Yeah. And I think you don't have to go back at this point. You don't have to. Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I mean, and I don't think that there was any luck involved. There was nothing that I did that was like so miraculous. It's just that I had a plan and I felt really good about it and I stuck to it and there was no going back, you know, and to change my whole life and who I am. And there's no reason for us to be, you know, bullied to the hustle culture or bullied to overworking ourselves or feeling like we can't say no, you know, it's not real. Yeah. And I love like, I live in a small town. Like my parents didn't give me money. Like you've worked for everything that you have. It's not something you didn't get lucky. Like, no, I mean, really I did it. Yeah. yeah. And you like, you made calculated risks and risks are always going to be risky. And I think that part, like I always use, have you watched free solo? I use this example all the time. (laughs) Yeah. I watched that where he's like, he has to like push off the one rock to get to the other one. And for like a split second, he's not holding on to anything, but if he hesitates, he'll fall back. And so we have to push off and maintain momentum in order to get to that place. But there is a brief time where you're just like, you know, you're there not holding on to anything and it's scary as hell. Yeah. But I always like use it as like having like rock your business or having me as your coach is like kind of like a little bit of a safety net being like, I got you. And I'm going to like, if you hesitate, I'll push you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way to put it. Cause that's exactly what it was, you know, yeah. it's like the, all the, the facts, you know, to back up your, your momentum, you know, yeah. what's going on. 
I remember when you're like, Don, all these clients are canceling. Like, what do I do? And I was like, go to the numbers. Like, what's your income for the month? And you're like, oh, I still made more than I was before. And it <laughs> yeah. still sucks on the, on the side of like, there's some people, it, it's usually the people that you're like, I thought these would be the lifers that would like see me through all changes and saw the value and not, no, no disrespect to them. Like they just no, made no, yeah. money differently. Yeah. Um, but it's sometimes like the, the personal connection that is hard to let go of but your career aspirations or the lifestyle you aspire to or the way you want to live your life like is it worth possibly losing some of those connections to create new even better stronger deeper ones yeah I mean that is something that is huge is that I really 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 I used to if somebody canceled I would go up to the receptionist and say what did she say on the phone like did she (laughs) seem mad did she seem like she's not it meant so much to me if people canceled it's like for some reason I thought that these people owed me something that we were like just like bonded forever Mm -hmm. you know um which shows a lot about how much I care about these people but something that and or if somebody would stop coming to me I would like write them off forever you know it was such this thing and something huge that I've been able to move from with this change in particular is that if somebody moves on it's okay there's always new people there's always going to be someone new it doesn't mean that our relationship didn't matter it was just kind of like there's new one to be had and and it's not personal stop that you know this is going to sound a little bit jaded and I kind of am a little bit of a jaded person but I remember a moment in my life and I think it was after I got divorced where I was like literally nothing lasts forever. And I used to connect forever to everything, like friendships, jobs, like whenever I entered into something new, whether it's a new job or new friendship, I never thought about an end. And now like this is the jaded part where I'm always like, there's an end to everything. And it doesn't have to be, I used to think things ending was like bad Mm -hmm. and it was negative, but like there's a beginning and end to everything. And some things have a longer lifespan and some, some things have a shorter lifespan and that's okay. And then the more I got into that mindset where it's not like, not the jaded mindset, but just being like, Hey, there's ebbs and flows. Some things are more long-term, some things are more short-term, but generally whether it be like life ending it or people, you know, priorities ending or lifestyle or space and time, whatever, like things. And the more I started to accept that, it was like, okay, people can come and go. And I remember when I made a big, like I doubled my prices and the sadness that came along with losing some of those relationships. But then I remember having this new client in my chair and we were having so much fun. She was a brand new client. She was paying my prices. She didn't bat an eye. And I was like, look, I'm making room for even like for new connections. And so I'm sad that those are going, but that's the end. That's the expiry date on whatever this was. And now there's these new ones, which are really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. I love what you said about forever, not really being a thing. Like, I don't yeah. know why we were told like that you're going to be best friends forever by anybody, you know, yeah. it's just a thing, you know, and it's not bad. It's just, you know, yeah. And it's, it can still, it's still hard. And it's still like, I acknowledge like the sadness that comes with it, but especially in our careers, we can be personable. We can be close. We can be connected. We can be friendly, but still be a business person. And I think the hardest thing is people think you either are like relational and get walked all over or business and cold and not personable. And there is like a balance between yeah. and you can make exceptions for some, you can be friends with some clients, but you can also just be friendly with other clients. But you have to, like when I, whenever I hear someone being frustrated, being like, I can't believe this person like texted me or I can't believe this. 
generally the frustration is with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm just, I'm like, I'd I don't want it to sound patronizing, but I'm like so proud of the person and professional that you are now. And like looking from, you know, when we first connected in January of 2019, how do you feel like um, the education and the coaching that you've gotten has, do you feel like it's prepared you during this pandemic? Like, do you feel like you'd be in, like, you seem pretty common in a secure place with everything. Is that, is that true? And do you feel like the yeah. education has helped? Yeah, I was just, yeah, I was just telling my really good friend the other day, I was like, you know, if I didn't have all of that going on, I would be a nervous wreck right now. I wouldn't know what to do because I have no boundaries and I wouldn't want to disappoint people. The fact that I would have to close my business for two months would have made me freak out in a way that was really unhealthy, you know, like mm -hmm. how am I going to pay my bills? How these people are, are going to be so upset with me, blah, 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 like no boundaries. And because I think that I was all relational and no business side, you know, I'm just like, well, let's pick up the business. And, um, the, the coaching helped me so much with organization, like organizing everything, stopping the overwhelm, having the boundaries, like all of that stuff. And I think that that really helps. Like setting up my online booking was huge. If I didn't have that right now, my fingers would hurt so bad from texting everybody that I needed, you know? And so yeah, I think that getting organized um, really helped me so that I knew where to go for the things that were going on, you know, for the resources and what to do. I love it. And you've also gotten to a place now where you're busy in the salon, you're creating passive streams of income with an online store, which is so cool. Yeah. So that was cool because I already had that set up before the salon went down. So I didn't have to rush really quick to, you know, get online booking set up or rush really quick to get a store together. You know, none of that. I was already ready for all the things. Yeah. And I love that because so many people when I talk to them, they're like, I don't want to do online booking because I'll have weird gaps in my schedule. And I'll have, and I teach a lot about how you can do it so you don't have gaps in your schedule, how you can reward your clients. Um, and it saves you so much time and stress, which that's kind of my whole thing is taking the stress out of work for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, where can people find you, Lauren, if they want to creep on you? Lauren Barton hair on Instagram. And then is that your, is that your website as well? No, my website is hair by Lauren Barton. Oh, okay. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your story. I think it's, it's really, you're an inspiration to so many people. Um, and I love how you just, you've taken risks, you've taken chances and you've made sure that they work out. And I'm honored to know you. Oh, thank you. Honored to know you. Oh, you're going to be like, namaste. Yeah, namaste. <laughs> Let's end this. <laughs> um, well, yeah, definitely check Lauren out at Lauren Barton Hair on Instagram and hairbylaurenbarton.com. <laughs> you can ask her all the questions, but thank you so much for coming and sharing your journey. And I wish you all the best during this unreal time that we're in right now. All right, so I know you're probably asking yourself, what is this Rock Your Business program that Don and Lauren were talking about? And I want to let you know that enrollment is currently closed, but it is going to be opening up soon. And maybe when you're listening to this, it is open because, you know, podcasts and YouTube's around forever. Anyway, go ahead to donbradley.com slash RYB and you can check out 
other students' stories of success that they've had through my program, and you can get on the wait list for next time. And let me tell you, you'll want to be on the wait list because there are mega perks to being there. So go ahead and go to dawnbradley.com slash RYB and check out what Rock Your Business is all about and see if it's something that could benefit you. All right, make sure to like, subscribe, and share this with your friends if you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I'll see you next week.